You're listening to the Private Practice Workshop Podcast, and I'm your host, John Clark, helping you build a better business without all the overwhelm. I'm a therapist just like you, a former group practice owner, sold my group practice back in April 2019, and now I dedicate my time uh, full-time to helping therapists, and I really love it, and I'm pretty lucky to do it. In this episode, we're sitting down with Joanna Galvao, Galvaro, uh, close enough. Why did I have a hard time with that name? Because Joanna is uh, Portuguese. She's from Portugal. I had the pleasure of meeting her and seeing her talk at Chris Ducker's uh, Upreneur Summit in London that I went to a couple months back. And man, it was fantastic. And man, I'm a sucker for design. If I was going to have like a second professional career, other than being a famous musician, I think I would be a designer, like a graphic designer, because I just eat this stuff up. So we had a lot in common uh, and a lot to talk about on this podcast episode, all about uh, really the psychology of design, the psychology of colors, why the order of things matters, um, why design also needs to be functional, um, all sorts of stuff. So much more uh, than that included in this episode. So I think you're going to like it a lot. Uh, and I'll probably have Joanna back at some point. So um, uh, before we get into the episode, I have to thank our amazing sponsors. That's Spruce. Spruce is a HIPAA compliant phone and communication system that you can use to communicate with both your clients uh, and with your team internally. Did I mention it's HIPAA compliant? Because that's a huge deal. Most phone systems out there are not HIPAA compliant, so you're probably already breaking all sorts of uh, HIPAA regulations if you're not really careful in using something like Spruce. The good news is you can get 20% off your first month of Spruce when you use the code PPW20 um, at checkout. You can do a free trial. You can download the app to start your free trial. You can go to sprucehealth.com to start your free trial. Um, it's a it's a great way for you to get an amazing amazing product at a discount and also a way for you to support this show. So thanks again to our friends at sprucehealth.com. Okay, let's get into the episode. Joanna, welcome to the show. I'm really excited to have you, and um, you are in many ways a guest, uh, a guest like no other. You're talking about something very near and dear to my heart today. Um, <laughs> you also are European-based. Well, or I should say European. I am. Yeah, <laughs> we're pretty close. Yeah, we're not too almost far neighbors. Away. I know, right? It's uh, it's nice to have someone on my time zone for a change. Um, welcome to the show. <laughs> Uh, I gave the kind of official Thank you so intro, much for having me, John. Um, in the beginning, but what else should people know about you? Um, I'm a soon mother to be. I have been running this agency for the past five years. I realized this month it's been five years since we've we've been running this and doing this, and I've been in design for a decade. I realized. And so I'm really, really fanatic about this and about the power that design has to influence behavior um, and and change people's per- perceptions of nice. what they see. Yeah. Why is design so important to you in particular? And, uh, and when did you realize it was so important to you? 
Well, I since I was little, I would design my own party invitations, and I genuinely believed that the better they looked, the more likely people would say that they'd come to my party. So I think it started pretty young. Um, and then, you know, some people just are more drawn to arts and, and aesthetics. And, and I, I think I've always been drawn to that. Um, but why I love it so much now and why I'm just increasingly more passionate about it now, it's because I've realized how much of it can impact our subconscious decisions and how much by tapping into the power of design, visuals, color psychology, you can really influence how someone perceives your brand. Yeah. Well, Speaking to um, uh, a listenership full of psychologists, I think you have our attention. <laughs> you, you... Yeah, my sister. So my sister is a psychologist as oh, well. Okay. And yesterday I put out a post on social media showing people this, right? Because I, I think it's it's one thing to talk about it. And then it's the other thing to show people the power of this and, and to see for them to see it in action. And so the post showed... Um, and you've seen this, John, when we met at Youpreneur, the post showed two packages of shampoo and the question asked, which one is more expensive? Then the next slide showed two packages of coffee and it asked, which one is the strongest? And the third one, um, which brand of cookies is the healthiest? And I asked my audience um, on social media to just reply in the comments, like, what did they think? And then later I told them, by the way, it was the same logo. And it was the same copy. And yet people, and, and this is when my sister was like, oh my God, that's like, you, you really tapped into our psychology because I made those snap judgments in a matter of seconds. And I was able to say like, no, that one was more expensive. That one is strongest. And it was just because of the design cut, like the logo had no influence in it and yep. neither had the copy. Yeah. The, the reality is our brains are offered way too much information in the course of a day to process it's also there's interesting stuff around this when you uh we talk about dreams or look into research when some uh stimulus from the day that maybe seems random or uh inconsequential shows up in your dream one theory on dreams is that that's the unconscious processing some of the information that just couldn't simply be processed in the course of a day the other thing about the brain is <clears throat> the brain is basically designed to burn as few calories as possible mm -hmm. so that we can yep. survive. And so when people have to make um, really, when they have to make difficult decisions with too much information, they just, they zone out or they close the tab or they keep walking to another, you know, restaurant or whatever it is mm -hmm. because it's simply too many calories to burn. And from a survival yeah. perspective, yeah. And an evolutionary perspective, we are trying to preserve yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just I just read that about this this week in Story Brand. Don Muller talks about that as, a lot as well. So I um <clears throat> it's also it's funny cuz you showed uh, a rather comical example of how design of design gone wrong or maybe you showed a few examples but one was uh was it Steve Harvey when he read the <laughs> the Miss the Miss yeah. Universe card wrong? Yeah. Yeah. And it was, yeah, you have to explain and, and that's, that. Like that's popping into, yeah. So that's another example, but that's, so that's a little bit different. It's not so much like the power of 
color and textures and shapes to to speed up your to create a perception of a value you want to transmit that's more um you know how quickly can you digest the information so what you were saying with the (laughs) consuming fewer calories and this was for miss universe 2015 steve harvey had this card to read from um how can i explain this without showing you the visuals so it had um it said one runner up so first runner up not the winner (laughs) and it said miss columbia then it said second runner up um I can't remember who it was. I think United States. And then at the bottom right of the card, which is the last place you look, right? Because we read from top to bottom, left to right. It said Miss Philippines. And then it said winner. Now, when Steve Harvey got the card, he read like everyone else, right? Top to bottom, left to right. So he must have seen one Philippines, uh, Colombia. And that's who he announced as the winner. And it was the wrong winner, and then he had to apologize as Miss Columbia was in soaking yeah. up all her glory, in, in receiving tears. her crown, you know, yeah. waving her country's flag. Then Steve Harvey just has to stop everything and yeah. say, I have to apologize. I misread the card. Yeah. And here's the thing Steve Harvey is live to millions of people, right? And he's, the stakes are high. He has to just. It's TV. He has to cl- glance down and be able to consume that information very, very quickly so he can, you know, stay with his eyes on the camera, keep the audience engaged. But it just, because of the way the information was laid out, that quick glance caused for a mistake, right? It wasn't Yeah. It wasn't easy for the brain to consume and digest in that, like, split second yeah. when it should have been. Yeah, I mean, you the, know? the story... Had it been, like, number one... Philippines yeah. number two, Colombia, that, that would have been prevented. The parallel is that, yeah, well, things need to be um, uh, easy to use and beautiful and convey uh, your brand all in basically a glance. And mm-hmm. when consumers are making decisions about us and our products or our business, they're making all those assumptions. I, you know, I tell a lot of our listeners and my students that a therapy client very likely has eight, nine, 10, 15 tabs open of you and your competitors right, mm-hmm. in a window. Exactly. And how do you think they make those decisions, right? When they glance at that hero, you know, uh, that above the fold image of your website, or if they're on mobile, right, same thing. They need to make these decisions very, very quickly um, because they can't simply afford to stay stuck on one for too long, especially mm-hmm. if the information being transmitted is confusing, misleading, ugly, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, it just happens so fast. Yeah. And, and there's a study that um, social psychological personality science, they, they carried out the study and they um, found that it only took a 33 millisecond glance. So that's just a, that's less than a second um, for a person to be able to determine um to perceive, you know, either trustworthiness or status. So if a therapist is going to have their photo above the fold, that's how quickly the viewer will, is going to be making those assumptions about them. It'll be like less than a second. And it'll, yeah. it'll be assuming, can I trust this person? And, you know, their status and I'm sure other attributes. Yeah. So why do so many business owners uh, skip out on this part or see it? 
let's say working with a branding expert or a team like you guys, why do a lot of business owners see it as almost like optional or, you know, like a bonus? I think a common um, thing that I've been seeing is people think, you know, design is, is a luxury. Design's about making things pretty. It's not a necessity. It's like, um, yeah, like a, a fancy car, but, but it, it, it's not. And I love this quote, like, um, I, I forgot who it's by, but if you, if you think good design is expensive, you should look at the cost of bad design. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen that. Um, so I think, I think that's why people, um, just dismiss it. It's, it's just like something, I just need something up. Anything will be good enough. And in a way that's great. It's great that business owners, especially when they're starting out, when they're launching their website, that they don't aim for perfect, right? Because done is, is better than perfect. But then I do think that over time they should think about investing, you know, like what, what are the, what, what's the quality of your photos? Have they been taken on an, on a phone? Have they been taken by an amateur freelance uh, photographer or are they really good quality? Do they communicate when someone glances at that photo, do they have the right perception of who you are, of your brand as a therapist? You know, are you a serious therapist, an approachable therapist? You know, who, who are you as a person? You know, and and by tapping into the power of that visuals have, even like what are you wearing could make a huge impact. What happens if we don't think about these things is um I don't know if this is a real phrase, but I I if not, I'm trying to coin it, is accidental branding, meaning things just get branded along the way, uh, when these details are not uh, cared for, right? It's kind of like, well the the brand needs to express itself somehow. Um or it's like just waking up in the morning and uh, putting on something completely random from five different closets that aren't necessarily yours and kind of showing up in the world looking quite yeah. confused. And when you do that, it really is all, all about trust in that regard. When you do that, it uh, doesn't exactly uh, portray an image of trust or professionalism for that matter. Mm-hmm. And so there's, you just reminded me of, um, I was, I was recently rereading this book called Zag by, um, Marty Neumeyer and he's the king of branding and his, uh, his, uh, the quote he's famous for is a brand is a person's gut feeling about a product service or organization. And now our job as an agency, when we're doing the website and the branding is to, tap into the power of design and color psychology to shape those assumptions, right? Like you tell us how you want to be perceived and we're going to use the colors that we know are going to communicate that and, um, and the visuals, et cetera. But essentially it's what ends up in their heads and in their hearts, right? In the viewer's hearts. So they're going to take whatever material you throw at them, your photos, your website, your marketing, and they're going to, make something out of it in their heads, like you were saying, accidental branding. So in a sense, when we're creating a brand identity or a website, we're creating millions of brands because each viewer is going to have a slightly different variation in their heads of what you're all about. Now, what we can do is tap into some principles to make sure that we're getting as close as possible to your desired outcome. It's interesting. It's almost like taste right? Um, 
uh, you can have 10 people taste the same thing uh, or the same piece of food and have slightly different experiences, even if the chef is very much going for a certain angle or a certain, you know, group of flavors. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And yet you will still have the best restaurants that keep just showing Mm -hmm. up in the top 10. So there, even though everyone perceives their dishes differently, there is going to be like a majority vote for something Mm. for a dish, for example. Definitely. So if let's say if a, a business owner or Uh, someone listening to this right now um, doesn't really know where to start or hasn't started creating the brand yet or wants to do a rebrand, what are some questions that maybe you and your team might ask them as part of a discovery process or questions that therapists can, can jot down right now that would, that would help them even just kickstart the process? Mm -hmm. Sure. So Um, the first thing you want to think about is your strategy. So who do you want to target? You know, who's your, your ideal client? What, how much money are they making depending on, on what you charge, right? That's going to be different for everyone. Um, are they male or female? Are you seeing families or individuals? What is their, or are you seeing high performers with very demanding careers? You know, getting clear on that. It's getting clear on how do you want them to perceive you? What type of therapists are you in their minds? Why should they choose you over someone else? Is it because of your credentials? Is it, you know, your personality? Were you just born to do this? And and then it's combining those to get clear on the information you want them you want to show them in what order. So For someone, if we were just thinking of like above the fold, um, I would try and put as much as possible in as succinctly as possible above the fold. And um, the other thing to consider is what do they need to know to make sure that you're the right one for them? And if they do think you're the right one for them, what is their next call to action? So maybe for therapists, it's common to have their phone number like right above the fold, right next to the nav bar. Maybe it's um, a button right above the fold as well to to fill out an inquiry form to, to then book your initial appointment. So it's making sure that you have all of that. Um, if you want to um, then go down brand identity, then it's about, you know, delegating, you know, sending that information to someone who has experience in creating brand identities to then say, well, okay, so if you want to be seen as like a very expensive, luxurious or um, exclusive um, therapist, then maybe you should be using some purples and dark blues because dark blues are colors that infuse trust and authority and they're used a lot in in banks and institutions. Um, But if you want to be seen as like the happy fun therapist maybe you want to use yellows so only once you have how you want to be perceived in your target audience do you then have enough information to then start thinking about your colors etc and this can go for like well what colors are you wearing in your photo if you're using that are you standing behind a particularly colored um wall yeah it's interesting because people buy things in part because they need a solution to their problem, but also 
they choose companies or brands because they align in part with how that brand makes them feel. Right. That's the thing that I think people Mm -hmm. uh, often overlook is people want to basically identify with a brand, whether it's the status that's associated with that brand or this brand versus its competitor, et cetera. Even for smaller purchases, people really um, need to belong and people like to feel like they belong in a, in a brand that, mm-hmm. that kind of attracts the right people and maybe repels the, the rest um, mm-hmm. can help do exactly that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you just reminded me of something as well, um, which is, you know, it's, it's about how, how you make them feel. And if, if someone is coming to the website in, you know, in pain and they, they want a solution, then, and what I've seen a lot is websites that show that people, that show people in pain. They have photos of, you know, I was, I was working with a, a divorce coach and she, she had a lot of photos of, you know, couples fighting and women crying. And it was very like heavy emotionally, but the outcome she wants to create for her clients is, you know, relief and a feeling of support and either, um, reuniting them with their partners or then parting ways. Yeah. Right. And, and so that was the first thing that we shifted in the website is like, well, how do you want to make them feel? You want them to make your viewers feel like you're going to support you and you're going to change their lives for the better. So let's show some of that on the website as well. Let's have photos that the viewer can identify with that person in the photo and they want to be that and they can see that you're going to help them get there. This and that's going to appeal huge. to their emotional side as well. Yep. That, yeah, I mean, this is huge. We actually, we talk about this a lot on this show because that same problem as that divorce coach is a huge, it's a huge problem with therapists as well. Is therapists think, well, I should paint the picture of how my client is feeling right now. Well, they're feeling depressed, right? They're feeling blue. So we're going to go with pictures of depressed people looking very blue, gray, etc. Um, that might be part of the experience of the website, uh, but it can't be all of it. And especially with first impressions, mm-hmm. um, there's a very par- powerful effect in showing people um, the basically the benefits and outcomes of what you are selling. It's a pretty reliable rule of thumb people are Mm -hmm. not only trying to identify with a brand they're also trying to actually see themselves their future self after they've solved this particular problem it doesn't matter if the problem is uh you know the right outfit for an event and you're choosing a certain brand because of that or a therapist to get through the hardest time in your life and so a lot of Mm -hmm. what i teach is benefits and outcome oriented copy taglines images mm-hmm. you know photos colors etc so this is absolutely huge mm-hmm. and can i deviate a little bit and tell a personal story on this <laughs> so um my sister uh she suffered from anorexia so i'm very fam- like we're very familiar with <laughs> the the world of therapists and and um and you know at the time Every like the, everyone around her was very sad and and worried and and it was just like m- 
just a lot of negative emotion around her because we were all worried for her future. And I remember, you know, I was, I was 19 at the time. And I remember thinking, maybe I should do the opposite. I should be the happy person because no one in the middle of all of this is happy. Who's going to model that emotion for my sister? And so as much as it was counterintuitive to what I was feeling at the time, I'd, I'd put on a happy playlist. I'd, I'd dance a lot uh, around her. I like, you know, say happy things and how much like I was enjoying something at school or something like that. And I remember she said now in retrospect, she says that because in the middle of so much sadness and, and grief and worry, I was able to be happy. I was modeling what was possible in such a bleak scenario. And I gave her hope that she could change and that she could work on herself to heal. And so that's what I also want to do for any service provider that solves a problem. Like, let's model where they want to end up because I do think it's very powerful. It's huge. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, this this is a huge part of it. And it's a, it's a paradigm shift as well because traditionally therapists have had really horrible websites, really horrible brands, really horrible copy. We're working on that together. And, mm -hmm. um, and they, this is also, it's also the start of a relationship. This is the unique mm -hmm. part as well for a client who finds the right therapist, that relationship. So for some of my clients, you know, and I do a, a, a bit of therapy now, um, not as not much, but with the clients I have, some of these clients have seen me every week, sometimes twice a week for upwards of six years. Mm -hmm. Talk about interacting with a brand. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And that relationship started when they landed on my website and started to experience everything that I had there. Right. In comparison to all the other therapists in San Francisco mm -hmm. at the time, mm -hmm. the words that I'm using, the images, the colors that I chose with my designer at the time all started that relationship. Mm -hmm. And again, if yeah. you, if you don't, if you don't start that relationship intentionally, it's just going to start regardless. It's going to start with kind of whatever you have, everything from all those things they experience on your website to the second they get into your office and have an actual experience, um, receiving the service that you're offering, right. Or look at the mm -hmm. color of your couch. All these details matter. Um, for any business, but in particular for, for therapists, clients are already very sensitive and attuned to what's going on anyway. They're already looking at you, um, yeah. right. With this evaluative, um, lens, right. Mm -hmm. Can I trust you? So, yeah. Anyway. And, and like you said, will we get on? I think yeah. this is where, um, therapists should not be afraid to put a lot of their personality in their branding, um, both in design and copy, because when looking for a therapist, you know, from, from personal experience, I, I've been with mine for five years as well. And, you know, I want to be able to, to swear, for example, and for her not to be affected. Yeah. I, you know, there, there are little things like that, that like, I want to empathize with yeah. this person. I don't want us to have completely opposing views on certain matters of life, no matter how good of a therapist she might be. Yeah. Um, I, I, I like that she, she, she has a lot, she puts in a lot of humor in our sessions, you know, yeah. maybe if, if that's the sort of therapist you are, then maybe that can be shown in your website yeah. because then you're going to be attracting the right, you know, clients that you'll love working with as well, because yeah. they're liking you for your personality. 
Exactly. Well, what else are we missing from this conversation or uh, anything else in your notes you wanted to <laughs> make sure you get in? <laughs> well, I will say um, that the layout of the website and the order of information is is crucial. You know, is your phone number front and center? Where How they can book uh, their initial consultation with you is that front and center. And then um, the most common mistakes that I see people people making like if you're going to have a lot of text on your website which is better to break it up as much as possible into digestible chunks but if you're going to have a lot of text one thing I'd ask um, your clients to just go and fix right now because it'll be easy make sure that your text is not all centered you know like a menu where everything's centered because and and make it justified to uh, make it um, aligned to the left hand side Mm -hmm. because we when we go from one line to the other our brains get lost if it's a centered centered type and the lines all start at different places. I would also make sure it's 18 pixels or above on their website for legibility. And um, for the lines not to be over 14 words or longer because that makes reading, um, it slows down the reading time um, and not to ha- capitalize everything. Okay, so I said four. Those are the four <laughs> main typography mistakes that are hurting your legibility and that are making your user work hard to consume the information. So that's that's what I'd fix, first and foremost. <laughs> there, um, one thing that's really big, uh, and I, I have personally at times invested quite a lot in, is a logo, even just working with a team or a designer to design a logo um, and, and not even getting into like, let's say the colors of the brand, the brand guide, the styling, the fonts of the brand, all that stuff that, that needs to be there and maybe comes next. There are a lot of options to get a logo out there right now, right? Mm-hmm. That's one of the beauties of the era that we're in at the same time. There's a lot of bad design, right? There's a lot of people who, for instance, my, my best friend who studied for four and a half years, he studied design. He studied graphic design and that's uh-huh. it. Um, typography, colors, psychology, all this stuff, similar to how I studied you know, therapy for all these years. What, why should someone, you know, work with a professional or why should someone, let's say, really invest in not only their logo, but the rest of their brand versus like, oh, I could just get it on Fiverr. Um, exactly because of what you said, right? It's, it's um, <laughs> I guess your audience would understand better if I asked, you know, why should I work with a therapist that has gone to school for this? Why can't I just That's talk good, to my hairdresser? <laughs> you know, my hairdresser seems to know how to solve my problems. Um, and I think that's, that's the main difference is we, I mean, I stud, I've read countless books on the, the psychology of color to tap into the little nuances. We had to read about, you know, cultural differences as well, because colors in America will be perceived very, very differently than colors in China. Yeah. So if you're, if you're a therapist, um, in, in China, you should not get an American designer to, to unless they've studied the cultural nuances so yeah it it just if if you really want to tap into the power of design then then only someone who studied this for a long time now they don't need to have gone to school for it but you need to clearly see that you know their research because there's a lot of really great self-taught designers that will read the books and that will take the online courses not necessarily a degree so but um 
yeah, it's, it's being able to tap into all those little nuances that comes with a lot of study and experience. The other, the other thing that I love is that really good brand assets can last you a long time. Uh, it's not the mm-hmm. sort of thing where I need a new logo every single month. Now, I might need help with applications of that logo or social media templates or whatever, but when you have good brand assets that you really love and are also a bit timeless, that's uh, it. It you might already be paying for it. That's the other thing, too, is that I teach a lot of therapists things like building their website, writing their copy, getting traffic to that website. And for for therapists who are already, already getting traffic to a bad website or a lousy, weak brand, you might already literally be paying for it, right? Because you're paying mm-hmm. in blood, sweat, and tears and probably money to get traffic to your website. Um, yeah. But some people, when they're uncompelled to then take action, right, or to take you and your brand seriously, I think a lot of therapists are already paying for bad branding. Mm-hmm. Well, I've, I had a, um, a client who, after seeing me speak, he was like, you know what? I didn't think I'd need design, but like now I'm curious to see what you can do. Um, but, you know, I don't think I need it. I already have like a very successful skincare e-commerce business. And, and I'm like, well, you know, if you've read, you're already paying for SEO and traffic, well, let, then let's see how much we can increase those conversions by. And we increased their conversions by 286% after changing yeah, their logo, their colors, their fonts on their website. This is someone who had already their marketing figured out. They had a lot of traffic. They're already converting that traffic. Um, but then if you're already doing that, then it's, it's a one-time investment, you know, it's not like traffic that you have to keep buying every month. And so I think it's worth considering if you're in a position, especially if you've already set up all your marketing funnels, then it's, it's, um, worth considering that possibility. Love it. Speaking of considering that possibility, how can people find out more (laughs) about you and your team and the, uh, the great work that you do around all this? Sure. So we've actually just uh, launched a website that hopefully makes it easier for everyone to remember. And it's um, wedesignbrandidentities.com. And if you go forward slash, um, what was it, John? PPW. Uh, Exactly. So wedesignbrandidentities.com forward slash PPW. Then um, you can find out more about how to work with us. Love it. Awesome. I have to say, um, uh, you know, I'm a, I am partial to all this stuff because I think it's so huge and I spent too much time without taking care of my brands, you know? And so I'm quite partial to it, but I think it is all psychology. I think all of marketing is psychology Mm -hmm. and creating an argument and you really need to take care of how you're creating that argument if you want as a therapist in private practice if you want to build a brand that lasts that is true to you and that starts your relationship with that new client on the right foot so i just yeah i i can't say i can't stress enough how important it is to work with um work with a team on this stuff work with people who committed their lives to design similar to how our listeners have committed their lives to psychology and being therapists so to me it's a Mm no-brainer and i and i hope folks will at least check you guys out and get in touch um so yeah but this has been super helpful and i could talk about it for days just means i'll have to have you back (laughs) sometime Joanna, thanks again for being here. I look forward to talking to you soon. Thanks for having me. 
there you have it, folks. I hope you enjoyed this interview with Joanna. Um, I really got a lot out of talking to her, and I can't stress the importance of taking your brand seriously. I mean it when you when I say that you're probably already leaving money on the table if you're not taking this stuff seriously and investing in it. So you have a chance to do that when you work with Joanna uh, and her team. Um, your homework for the week is to rate, review, and subscribe to this show wherever you're listening and to take um, uh, to share your favorite episode with like two or three therapist friends. It just takes a second for you to do. You can do it right there from the app. Just go to, uh, just find a way to share the link of this episode and then just text it to a few therapist friends. That's all I ask in return for you listening to this show. We promise to keep providing lots of value every single Wednesday. Did I mention that last week I was sick? Yeah, I was extremely sick, and I'm so sorry that I missed last week um, and happened to not have an episode in the bank, which is uh, unlike me. So uh, I promise that won't happen again when we are in season, but uh, I apologize for missing last week, and I'm happy to report we're back on our uh, regular Wednesday programming. All right, that's all for this week. Take care of yourselves. I'll see you real soon. Bye-bye.